Amen. Amen. I am so glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Aren't you? Amen. If you would like to turn with me to Genesis chapter number four. Genesis chapter number four. I'm going to read two verses of scripture and I'll let you be seated. Genesis four verses twenty five and twenty six. This is important because this is after Cain has killed Abel and Adam and Eve have gone from having two sons to having no sons. Abel is dead and Cain has been banished by the Lord and they are alone. And the Bible says Adam knew his wife again and she bare him a son and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Adam knew his wife again. She bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said she hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. One more verse. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name, everybody say Enos. Then, notice this, then began men to call Upon the name of the Lord. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. I'm preaching to you today from this subject. Jesus on the main line. Jesus. He's on the main line. And if you'll call out to him. He will hear you. Lord we're so thankful for your presence here today. Lord from the very first song. I have sensed. The settling of your spirit over this congregation. And I'm thankful to be in your house. And I'm praying right now, God, that we'd have ears to hear and hearts to understand what your spirit says. Help us, Lord, to receive your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. Life was... Progressing at the pace in which life progressed in their day. And it would have seemed to be a normal day. But that normal day has had everlasting effects on planet earth. And on human history. And on the eternity that is to come. Because the Bible said that Adam and Eve gave birth to Seth and Seth gave birth to Enos and life was going on as usual. And then at that point, for whatever reason, men and women began to call out to God. And that thing right there has had a more profound effect on our world than anything else that you could possibly imagine. That people, men and women, would call out to God. Enos. That word means man. And it was almost as if Seth was telling his son when he was born. Enos, don't forget, you're just a man. On your best day, that's all you'll be, is just a man. And I hope you grow up to be a great man. But on the, on the greatest day that you could possibly have, you'll simply be a man. And man by himself is limited. And so I'm telling you, Enos, I'm naming you that so you'll remember. That man needs God. So call on God. Call on God. 
Cain and his descendants had become wicked, self-sufficient, independent of God. And it was that ungodly seed that was about to dominate history. So God raised up a godly seed in Seth who had this son. And without any of the tools or methods or techniques or music or understanding that we currently use to get in touch with God, without uh, K-Love Radio, without uh, XM Radio or Sirius, without uh, a keyboard, without any of this stuff that we've got, all it took was one man simply began to call on God. I want you to know that changed everything when they found out if I will but call on God. I can get God who is in heaven into my situation that is on earth. I wonder today is there anybody in this room that says I have learned to call on the Lord. Hallelujah. People got a revelation that God was not just their creator. Somehow, through some kind of trouble, perhaps. We don't know what scripture doesn't tell us. They found out that if you are in trouble, and if you will call on the Lord, that He will answer you. He will intervene in your situation. And the only way that He will do this is if you call on Him. It starts at this point, and it's a theme that runs throughout all of your Bible. The word call, it means to cry out, to entreat, to beseech, to beg, to plead, to call out with all of your heart. Later, the word developed another meaning. To praise, to worship, to extol with your voice, to exalt, to honor, to celebrate. And eventually, the word developed this meaning in Scripture. To tell abroad, to call out and communicate with another person. To tell somebody else. The first people in the Bible who were called God's people. They were not called Christians. And they were not called Jews. But the first people who ever belonged to God. Were simply people who called on the name of the Lord. The origin and the root of everything. Everything that's going on in this church today, the beginning of it, it's Genesis. It began with people calling on God. And then, as God responded, they began to praise Him with all of their heart. And then those same people began to go to other people and say, Have you heard about this God who answers you when you call on Him? Somebody say, well, we know that there's a creator. And they say, no, the creator is a God who can actually hear you when you call on him. And he can do something about whatever it is you're walking through. I came to preach and tell somebody today, if you will lift up your voice and if you will cry out to God, he still hears people. He still sees you and he knows where you are. And if you'll cry out to him, he will come to you. He will come to you. First Chronicles 4 and 10. The Bible says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, 
and enlarge my coast. And that your hand might be with me. And that you would keep me from evil. That it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. All it took was him calling out to God. You know there was a, a guy who wrote a book some years ago. And the title of the book was The Prayer of Jabez. Anybody remember that when that was a big deal? It was The Prayer of Jabez. And I heard some people begin to be critical about that and say, well, I, I don't agree with all that. I don't agree with asking God to bless me and, and do blah, 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 blah. You know, and I thought, you know, that's just ridiculous. That's, that's just crazy. Why wouldn't you want God to bless you? Why wouldn't you want God to keep you from evil? Why wouldn't you want God to enlarge your coast? I pray it every night before I go to bed. God, I pray your blessing on my life. God, I'm praying that you would strengthen our family. That you would enlarge our coast. God, I pray you keep us from evil. Keep us from evil, God. It doesn't matter what your situation is throughout the Bible. God continually says, call on me and I will answer you. He is asking us to ask him. He is calling on us to call on him. Forget what our what we term Christianity today. Forget the religion you were raised in. Forget what you've learned hanging around a Pentecostal church, an apostolic church. There's meat there, but there's a lot of bones there as well. But this original thing that happened in Genesis, that's the benchmark, and that's the plumb line, and that's the pattern for a relationship with God. We can give you five steps to this, that, and the other, and I'll preach all those things, but let me tell you, when it all comes down to it, all you've got to do is lift up your voice, cry out to God, and God will hear you. Cry out to him, and he will hear you. Aren't you thankful he's never changed? Look at the patriarchs in the Old Testament. And, uh, I'll just give you the reference. I'm not reading the verse. Genesis 12 and 7 says that Abraham built an altar and called on the name of the Lord. Genesis 26, 25 says Isaac built an altar and called on the name of the Lord. Genesis 35 and 7 says Jacob built an altar and called on the name of the Lord. Before Moses was ever given a pattern for a tabernacle, before Moses was ever handed ten commandments, the law, or the Old Testament pattern of worship, men and women were simply calling on the name of the Lord. When Abraham went down to Egypt, it wasn't smart, it wasn't wise what he did. He got in his flesh for a little bit, thought he was going to handle a situation, and he went down into Egypt. When it was over, he ran back to that altar where he first called on the name of the Lord. In Genesis 13, 4, and, 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 and said, I'm coming back to that altar and I'm going to call on God again. That's the way it is when we backslide. That's the way it is when we become cold in our spirit. That's the way it is when we get away from where God wants us to be. You've got to get back to that altar where you first started calling on the name of God. You've got to get back to an altar. 
And the Lord told the church at Ephesus. He said, you're a great church in a lot of ways. He said, you've kept my name. And, and, and you've held on to the doctrine. And Ephesus, you're a great church in a lot of ways. He said, but I do got this against you. You've left your first love. And I'm calling you to go back to the first things and repent. In other words, he was saying, you need to get back to your altar. And start crying out to me. And if you will call out to me, I will come to you this became the distinguishing mark of God's people everywhere and that's why Moses in his sermon to Israel in the book of Deuteronomy he said this for what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him he said would you please tell me if you know of anybody if there's another group of people out there somewhere who has God closer to them than you've got God that's close to you he said if there's somebody out there who has if there's a nation if there's a group of people who has a God that they can call on and that God will come to where they are please let me know who they are because I don't know of any I only know of one group of people and that's the blood bought that's the blood washed in the name of Jesus that's those who have been filled with the spirit that's those who worship him in spirit and in truth I don't know anybody that's got God any closer to them than people that are in this room today. And we went through the room. There's testimonies of people. And we could ask you, tell us about a time you called on God and God came to your rescue. Tell us about a time you lifted up your voice and when you did, God came to your rescue. We got testimonies all over this room of what God has done. Sister Trish, I remember you tell me that story about breaking your leg. And, 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 and your leg was broken and, and, and you were laying on the couch. And, and Now, I don't advise this for everybody, okay? But they were trying to get her to go to the doctor and the hospital and all that. And she said, I, I just feel like God's going to heal me. And, and, and she said, I, I don't feel released to go do that yet. And so she's laying there on that couch and praying. And the Lord come through and God touched you and healed your leg, didn't he? Amen. Yeah, you just called on God. You know why? Because he was close to you. He was close to you. God, give us a child. Lord, we want to have children. Give us children, God. And in the midnight hour, praying and singing along with that song, Brother David, you told me about how God touched you in that moment and, and what happened. God gave you the blessing and the desire of your heart. I'm telling you, there's people in this room today that all you did was cry out to God. And when you cried out to God, He was close to you, Tim. You weren't where you needed to be. You'd allowed some stuff in your life, but you cried out to God. And God came to you. I don't know about you, but something's rising up on the inside of me right now. I've got a lot to be thankful for. Just stay with me a moment. I'm not going to get here. I'm not going to get all of this and forget about what got the presence of God in my life. Help me, Lord. It wasn't our singing that got us here. It's not our preaching that got us here. It's not me and it's not you. But it was the presence of God that came when we called out to Him. Oh, 
Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Stacy, let me just tell you what I've been praying. I'm believing. I've had such a burden for you to be healed. I have had such a burden for you to be healed. And one of these days, it could be today, we're going to be in a service just like this. And you're going to cry out to God. And God's going to come touch you. But it can't happen if you don't cry out. But if there's somebody who will still be crying out, there's a God who will still heal. Come on and praise the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what sets us apart. You may be seated. This is what sets us apart. The other nations may have had greater weapons of warfare. But they didn't have a God who heard them when they called. The other nations may have had, may have had a little bit more development in their society, but they didn't have a God who could hear them when they called. And I, I, you can point out everything I don't have. I preached about David Wednesday night. You can point out what David didn't have. David, you don't have a sword. David, you don't have armor. David, you don't have strength. David, you don't have the, the, uh, the experience. David... You don't have the muscles Goliath has. You don't have any of that. No, I don't, but I've got God. My Lord, I feel like preaching it today. I said, I've got God. I've got God. You can call on your sword, and your sword can't do nothing. But I can call on God. And when I call on God, He will come through. He will come through for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 18 and 3 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalm 18, 6 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him in his ears. Psalm 55, 16. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Psalm 86, 5. For thou, O Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Psalm 86, 7. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Psalm 116 and 2. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Psalm 118 and 5, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. He set me in a large place. Are you getting it yet? If you call on God, God will come to you. You can be in the worst trouble you could imagine. You can have your life all messed up. You can be backslidden. You can be in right relationship with God. You can be anywhere in between. You could have gone so far down that you feel you couldn't get any lower. You may feel like the prodigal in a pig pen. I don't know where you are. But I know if you call on God, it doesn't matter if you're in a pig pen or if you're in a palace. It doesn't matter if you're in a bar or if you're in a church house. It doesn't matter. Our God will come to where you are. Our God will come to where you are. 
Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is nigh unto all of them that call upon him. Isaiah 55 and 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. No wonder the devil's been trying to deceive us for all these years. He's been telling you don't call. Don't cry out to God. Don't, you're, you're not worthy to cry out to God. Don't you know where you are and what you've been involved in? God's not going to hear you. He's saying everything he can to keep you from crying out to God. He's telling you. You ought to use your strategy. He's telling you to use your talent. He's telling you to use technology. But whatever you do, don't call. I want you to know the devil's not the least bit afraid of Enos. He's not the least bit afraid of man. But he is afraid of a man that calls on God. <laughs> the devil's not in intimidated one bit by your strength. The devil's, are y'all okay today? The devil's not intimidated one little bit by how uh, intelligent you are or how talented you are. It don't move him one bit. But when you get down on your knees and you say, Oh God, I've got to have you come in the middle of this right now. I'm calling on you, God. And you said if I'd raise my voice and call, you would hear me. And the devil's saying, Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop that. Because he knows that the Bible said the Lord will come speedily. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the Bible said it doesn't matter where he is God could be sitting in the back of the room and if you call on him here he comes he's coming speedily he, where are you what do you need what do I need to do what do you want me to do you just ask me and I'll do it Is there anybody in this room feels like asking God for something today? Is there anybody in this room feels like calling out to God today? Stand to your feet with me right now. <laughs> Here's the other side. There's not a promise in the Bible that works. If you don't call on God. But there's not a promise in the Bible that won't work. If you will call on God. <laughs> so if you're going to sit back. You're going to have your attitude and think I can handle this. I can do this. I'm just going to work my way through this. You need to get rebaptized with common sense. You've been trying long enough and you ain't done nothing. You've been trying long enough and you haven't affected any change. Why don't you try what I'm preaching about today? Why don't you try calling out? Why don't you try calling out to a God who says he'll hear you? Why don't you try calling out to a God who said all I'm waiting on? I'm nigh to you. And all I'm waiting on is for you to call out to me. And I will come running if you will call on me. I came to let you know today, you don't have to get in line. Years ago, I heard Brother Jerry Dean, he was preaching. He's talking about uh, Sister Vesta Mangan coming to the Texas camp when he was a boy. And she preached. And he said, he said, we were like junior camp and... He said, that woman preached about hell so hard. 
He said there was a line to the phone of people wanting to call their parents saying, come pick me up and get me out of here. <laughs> they thought they were about to bust hell wide open. They wanted to see mom and daddy one more time. He said we were in line. He said I waited over an hour to get to that phone just so I could call my dad. He said, his dad said, son, it'd be morning before I could be there. He said, it's okay, dad. I think I'd feel better just knowing you were on the way. <laughs> he, let me tell you, you don't have to wait in line to get him on the phone today. <laughs> you don't have to wait on, Jesus is on the main line. <laughs> All you got to do is tell him what you want. All you got to do is tell him what you want. There's no line of people in front of you. He's on the main line. He can hear all of us jump on there at one time. And if you will call on him, he will come to you. Now, I haven't preached everything I had planned to preach today, but I preached enough today. And I want you to know that God's in this room today. And he's here for those who, have, who, who you've got a right relationship with him and you just feel like you're in need of him. He's here for you. But if you're here today and you're not where you need to be in your spirit, you need to admit it to yourself and you need to say he's here for me too. Now, I'm preaching, kind of, I, I, I'm getting a little bold right now. I'm bumping up against some stuff, and I may, I may have hurt your feelings a little bit, but I'm not going to hurt your feelings out of meanness. I'm only hurting your feelings because I love you too much. It is time for you to hit an altar and repent in the name of Jesus. It is time, and this preacher is calling you to repentance today, saying if you will find the altar, God will come to you. Years ago, the old-time preachers would say it like this. Sinner friend, won't you come to the altar? Sinner friend, won't you come to where the Lord is waiting to meet you today? It's 14 steps from the back of this church to this altar. There's nobody in this room today that's more than 14 steps away from a move of God in their life. And if you are desirous of a move of God in your life, step out from where you are. Get to the front of this church. Jesus is on the main line. And he's waiting to hear you tell him what you want. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Don't let anybody, don't let any feeling, don't let any emotion hinder you right now. In the name of Jesus, step out from where you are. Get a little boldness in your spirit and come call on God. Call on Him. Call on Him. Call on Him. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. That's it, bud. Come on, that's it. I need people praying right now, too. I need you to pray for somebody near you. 
You see somebody getting a touch, you ought to pray with them right now. You ought to pray with them right now. Come on, church, let's cry out to God right now. Pray with somebody near you. Would you do that? Pray with somebody near you right now. Let's cry out to God together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm about to put a target on his back. I'm about to put a target on his back. Maybe from people and it may be from the devil or both. Let me tell you, but I'm going to do it because I trust his walk with God. I'm watching him over there crying and pouring his heart out to God right now. He don't understand half of what I preach, but he's doing it anyway. And the Bible said, except you become as a little child. You're not going to get a touch of God in your life until you become like a child. And you say, I'm not going to let anything hinder me from crying out to God. Asher, those tears in your eyes, they're okay. Asher, it's all right to come to the altar and cry out to God. Because when you do, He will meet you. And it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter how bad you sin. God will be here if you will cry out to Him. God will come to you, son. This world has nothing for me. We're not done yet. Just keep crying out to God right now. Just keep calling to the Lord. Would you do it? Would you keep calling? I want every head bowed, every eye closed right now as you call out to God. I want to give everybody in this room a chance to respond to the call of God today. God designed this service with you in mind today. God has orchestrated this from beginning to end with you in mind. And I'm calling for you to call on Him right now. I'm calling for you to call on Him right now. To quit letting anything hinder you. To quit letting things stop you. But to call on the Lord and to seek Him while He may be found. Seek Him while He may be found. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something right now. Just because you are in proximity of the Lord, just because you are in His proximity, is no indicator that He will come to where you are. It is not about proximity. It is about humility and crying out to God. And we can all be in the same room today and all feel the same proximity to Jesus today. But if we don't all cry out and call on Him, we will not all receive the same touch from Him. You've got to cry out. You've got to call on Him. So before we leave today, I'm asking you one more time. 
If there's anything in your heart that needs to be emptied out before the Lord, would you, would you stand to your feet? And would you just lift your voice? And would you begin to pour it out to Him? Cry out to Him. Call on Him. Seek Him while He may... The Bible said He would have passed Bartimaeus by. He would have gone right by Bartimaeus. Except Bartimaeus said, Jesus! Jesus! Come to me, Lord. He's on the main line right now. Call Him. He's on the main line right now. Call Him. This world has nothing for me. I need you, Jesus, to come to my rescue. Where else can I go? Say, capture me, Lord, with your grace.